Hello and welcome to the Joyful Infertility Podcast. My name is Abby Clark. I am a wife, an entrepreneur, and a dog mama on a mission to help women find joy on their journey of trying to conceive. On this podcast, I'll be sharing my ongoing experience with infertility to hopefully show you how you can take your power back, take control of your life, and create joy as you wait for that miracle baby. Disclaimer, I'm not a doctor or a therapist. I'm just sharing things that I've learned through my experiences that I hope will help you on your journey. Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm so excited to have you here once again time just like keeps getting away from me. (laughs) For a while, I was doing really good at like recording these episodes pretty far in advance. And lately, I think it's just because now I have my microphone at home instead of like going somewhere else to record episodes so I can just do it here. I've just been recording these episodes like the day before they're released. And so you're getting a lot of my like unfiltered thoughts kind of. I'm not uh, scripting these out as much as I was at the beginning, which I want to get back to a little bit because I think when there's a little more structure to them that maybe they're more helpful. I don't know. Maybe you guys can let me know if you, if you like the sort of unscripted nature of the episodes lately, or if you'd prefer, um, less of like the word vomit situation and more structure to the episodes. I don't, I don't know. Let me know how you're liking these lately. So this week, I want to talk a little bit about, well, first of all, I'm going to start by telling you what happened, um, what's been happening this week and this morning. So I took a pregnancy test this morning, which is not super common for me. So when we first started trying, I was like very much an early tester, like as soon as it made sense to start testing or, or maybe even earlier than it made sense to start testing, (laughs) I would take tests. We're talking, you know, like nine days past ovulation, 10 days, and then, um, all the way up until, you know, 12 days or whenever my period would come, uh, which was not good for me at the time. Because if, if I took a test super early and it came back negative, I would just then convince myself that, oh, it's just probably too early for me to even get a positive test. And so then I'd take a test the next day and the next day and the next day until I was like certain that it really was a negative. So really, I was just like prolonging my suffering, like taking tests that early was not helpful for me because like I said, I would just convince myself that, oh, well, it was too early to get a positive anyway. And so then I would just continue living with the anxiety and anticipation and wondering if I was pregnant when like, obviously I never was, never have been. Um, So then for a long time, kind of after I got past that, I just like avoided taking pregnancy tests like the plague, like they were very triggering for me, very traumatizing, because every time I would take a test and get a negative result, it was like always really upsetting. More recently, I've been less triggered, I guess, by negative pregnancy tests. Um, They're not as painful for me to get anymore. And I think it's because I just don't have as much hope that they're going to be positive as I used to, (laughs) Um, which maybe sounds depressing, but I actually think it's better for my mental health because I'm now much more able to, if I start going down the mental rabbit hole of 
noticing weird symptoms that I'm having or my brain, you know, like I said, like starts to notice things and I start to try to convince myself that, that, oh, this is it. I'm, I actually think I might be pregnant this time. I can just take a test and prove that little part of my brain wrong, right? It, it's it's much less upsetting for me to get a negative test because I'm expecting it to be negative now when before I still had so much hope that it was going to be positive, which like I said, might sound depressing, but um, <laughs> but that's where I'm at and I actually feel okay with it. And that's kind of what I want to talk about this week is the complicated relationship that I have had with hope over the last two and a half years now, because it's been like kind of a roller coaster for me navigating hope on this journey. And it's not, it's like very interesting. I don't know. This episode might be another one where I don't feel as eloquent as maybe I could be or have felt in the past. But it's something that I want to talk about because I don't know that I've ever really heard somebody talk about this. And it's been something that has really like emotionally stood out to me a lot on this journey is is hope. So I didn't totally finish my story uh, of what happened last night. So last week I took my progesterone that my doctor has prescribed. I'm also now on medication for my thyroid. So I'm feeling like we're figuring things out, right? And my doctor did say that that there's a possibility that just being on progesterone for, um, you know, a few cycles sort of helps my body remember how to have regular cycles. And there's a chance that I could ovulate spontaneously. Part of me wishes that she hadn't said that because that little part of my brain that likes to hold on to any tiny little ounce of hope that we can get (laughs) really latched onto that as much as I have tried to not let it. And this is now my second cycle taking progesterone. And it really affected me this cycle. I talked about that on maybe last week's episode, how I really feel like the progesterone affected me a lot this cycle. I've been really, I was like really exhausted, was dealing with like brain fog, fatigue, bloating, stuff like that while I was taking the progesterone. And I took the last pill on Thursday. And so I'm just waiting for my period to come now and have been experiencing some symptoms. (laughs) Um, The main one actually, which has been weird is that my sense of smell has been really strong and really weird the last couple of days. And I know that that is a lot of times for some women, one of the very first things that they experience with early pregnancy, like it's a very uh, common early pregnancy symptom. And so for the last couple of days, while my nose has been acting strange, I've been doing my best to not think about that too much and to try and stop my brain from convincing myself that I'm pregnant because, you know, of that little part of me that's like, well, what if you ovulated? Maybe the progesterone helped. Maybe you ovulated and maybe, maybe it happened. Maybe we got lucky and had our miracle natural pregnancy that I've been hoping for for two and a half years, right? It's so hard to shut down that little portion of my brain. And it's, often really frustrating to feel like I'm, I'm fighting with myself. The logical side of my brain is saying, no, we've been here before. We've been doing this for two and a half years. 
yeah, we've started taking progesterone, but I've taken progesterone before and magically didn't end up pregnant. Like, you know, like, and, and like the chances anyway. So yeah. And then there have been some other things like I've been really bloated food. I like, I haven't had much of an appetite and like sort of tired. I anyways, just things that are, you know, like relatively normal, but just you, you just can't help when you're on this journey of trying to conceive. Like I said, there's that little part of your brain that just can't help saying, well, maybe this is it. Maybe we're finally pregnant, even though it, that's never the case. <laughs> so, um, but I've been trying to avoid taking a pregnancy test because I still do have that fear of seeing the negative test and how it's going to affect me and if it's going to ruin my day. Because when I, when I decide to take a test, I usually do it first thing in the morning. Um, and then I don't want it to ruin my whole day. So I decided finally, well, so last night I was experiencing these weird symptoms and actually had trouble falling asleep because, well, I kind of deal with insomnia a lot. It's difficult oftentimes for me to shut my brain off, um, when it's time to sleep, And last night that happened. And the reason that I had trouble falling asleep was because my brain started visualizing, well, what if I'm pregnant? What if this is actually it? And I, I, I go into like, oh, how am I going to tell John, my husband, how am I going to tell him? Oh, and then I got to figure out, well, this Sunday's father's day and I'm getting together with my dad and, and my siblings. And I could tell everybody this weekend that, that we're pregnant. And so, oh, but then I need to figure out how to tell my mom because my parents are divorced. So my mom won't be there. And I don't want anybody to feel bad. Like they're being told first before anybody else. So I got to figure out how to make that work. And, oh, how that'll be so fun to surprise her. Maybe I'll tell my sister first so she can help me to surprise my mom. And then I can find out some cute way to tell everybody this weekend while we're at my dad's house. And then, oh my goodness, that means I'm going to be pregnant for all, like my two of my siblings are getting married this summer and I'm going to be pregnant at the weddings. Oh, and does that mean I need to find different bridesmaids dresses? Are the dresses that I bought going to work if I have a little bit of a bump? Like on and on and on and on. Like just lying awake, daydreaming like this for like over an hour, could not sleep. (laughs) Which... I hope a lot of you understand what I'm talking about, the way that your brain just spirals like that. And honestly, it's been a long time since uh, my brain did that, which tells me that I have a lot of hope with this new doctor that we're working with, which is good, but it's also scary. I find hope really terrifying because so far, hope has always led to disappointment. So that's what I was doing last night. And so I decided to take a pregnancy test this morning because I was like, you know what? I can't keep torturing myself like this. I'm not spending another night uh, lying awake daydreaming about the possibility of me getting pregnant. And so I took a test and it was negative and I I expected it to be. And it didn't wreck me, which was great. But of course, there's still a little bit of disappointment there. But what I also wanted to talk about is kind of the way that I chose to kind of talk to myself last night while I was having these sort of daydreams that were keeping me awake while I was trying to fall asleep. (laughs) So like I said, I used to do this a lot, like every cycle convince myself that I was pregnant and would have these sleepless nights where I would start envisioning things like this and get really excited, right? And then I would get a negative pregnancy test. And then all of those things that I had planned and dreamed about 
the night before would just like so painful, so painful to think about. And the thinking about like telling my family and telling my husband and, and things like being pregnant for family events and stuff like that, like those thoughts would cause me a lot of pain. And so last night as I was lying in bed doing that, just daydreaming about all of those things, that's what I was afraid of. I was afraid of causing myself more pain by daydreaming all of these things. And okay, this is going to sound really, really silly. But if you follow me on Instagram, I've talked a tiny little bit about this, but just stay with me here. Okay, this is going to sound weird. But I, (laughs) I've always really loved reading. And when I was in my early teens, probably similar to a lot of you, I was fully obsessed with the Twilight franchise. Okay, like I said, stay with me. This is going somewhere, I promise. (laughs) So totally obsessed with Twilight. And I haven't read those books like since then, since I was in my like early teens and recently found this lady on TikTok who like her whole account, she just talks about Twilight and it has totally reawakened my 13 year old self and her obsession with Twilight to the point where I'm now rereading the books. (laughs) I've totally read all the way through Twilight and I'm like 75% of the way through New Moon, the second book. Yeah, like I said, stick with me here. But so if you don't know the plot of Twilight, um, I promise this is going somewhere. (laughs) So um, I'm actually going to talk about New Moon, which is the second book. So in New Moon, Edward leaves Bella. If you've never read the books, I'll give a, a quick synopsis really quick. Edward leaves because he feels like he's putting Bella in danger Uh, because, you know, he's a vampire and his family are vampires and they're all constantly having to resist, like, killing her, right? Drinking all of her blood. Um, And so he leaves and it totally destroys Bella, like absolutely destroys her. It's actually really wild to read this book again as an adult human, because the whole time, all I can think is like, Bella really needs to go see a therapist because she is clearly so depressed and is having hallucinations and delusions and it's it's really a lot but I promise this is going somewhere the thing that like I thought of last night and that I really could relate to because I was so I was reading New Moon right before I tried to fall asleep and then was having all of these daydreams about about telling my family that I'm pregnant this weekend which obviously I'm not In the book, she talks about how Bella talks about how every time she thinks about Edward or thinks about his family or thinks about like the life that she thought she was going to have with him, she describes it as like this hole in her chest, like that is very much like a wound. And every time she thinks about him, it causes that pain to come back. And if she thinks about him too much as she's falling asleep, the pain overwhelms her and is like just too much to deal with. And honestly, that's how I felt as I was having these hopeful thoughts about being pregnant and announcing to my family this week that, oh my gosh, it finally happened. I'm pregnant. And I was like, just waiting for these waves of pain to come the same way that Bella describes them in (laughs) in New Moon, which I I know that this sounds silly, but I I really feel like we can find a lot of inspiration in in anything to help us. 
And so in that moment, I was, because like I said, reading this as an adult woman, I really, it has changed the way that I, I see this book. And I just keep thinking how unhealthy mentally Bella is in this book. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm this, like, I know exactly how she feels. It's not the same thing, but like, it's that same thing, that, that pain. I'm just like waiting for this pain to come. And so I said, you know what? No. I'm not going to be a victim to my pain the way that Bella is in Twilight. I don't want to be that way. So how can I spin this? What's a way that I can look at this differently where it's not going to cause me the same like pain that I have experienced, you know, as a result of these daydreams in the past. And so what I decided to do was instead of treating it or viewing it as this like, um, hopeful but also like desperate just daydream instead I chose to view it as like I am picturing my future whether you want to call that like manifesting or whatever I really do feel like there's power in that in visualizing the things that you want and with something like infertility when there's really like only so much you can do to get what you want I I actually think that visualization is like, can be really, really powerful. Um, So that's what I chose to look at it as and, and try to view it as more of like a comforting thing. Like, Oh, this is what it's going to feel like someday when I'm pregnant rather than being sad that that's not how it is right now. It's almost like, looking forward to the future of I am going to have that someday. This is going to be my reality someday. And wow, it's going to be so amazing. And yes, there was there is still some sadness that that's not my reality right now. But that actually ended up a lot more hopeful and a lot more positive for me rather than just focusing on the fact that that's not how things are now instead choosing to believe and visualize that this will be my reality in the future and that was like such like way more positive way to look at it for me and it's such a small tiny change in thought and it's made me so much more positive and hopeful today and and maybe in the future will even allow me to continue to visualize those kinds of situations and view them with like a lot more hope and optimism and like you know through a manifesting type of lens rather than just like hopeful daydreams that make me feel sad because that's not what my life looks like right now i hope this is making sense like I said, this episode is another one of those like sort of stream of consciousness <laughs> episodes where I'm just kind of thinking my thoughts out loud, which actually is really helpful for me. And I hope that it's helpful and entertaining for you to listen to. I can a lot of times be like a verbal processor. So I actually think that these episodes are really helpful and healthy for me because it sort of helps me um, put my ideas and the thoughts that I'm having into more of a concrete (laughs) uh, thing rather than just like floating around in the chaos of my brain. So that is kind of just the experience I had last night. And I wanted to talk just a little bit more about 
the idea of hope, because like I said before, hope has been something that like, I've had a very complicated relationship with hope in the past. And I feel like I'm starting to have a healthier relationship with it. But for a long time, I hated feeling any kind of hope. Like around this time last year, I can remember specifically like being so angry and frustrated with that little part of my brain that loves to have hope. Like I genuinely, I can't, like, I can't even express like how angry I was and how much I hated, hated, hated feeling hope. Like I've written journal entries about how frustrated I am with just hope. And actually um, to talk about like spiritual things for a little bit, it's caused um, kind of a complicated relationship with me and God as well, because um, it stopped me from praying for a really long time. And I'm still honestly trying to get back in the habit of that because praying about and asking for my desires to be granted for a baby brought back the hope. And it also forced me to think about the pain that I was experiencing through infertility, right? So I stopped praying for a long time to be very vulnerable <laughs> um, because uh, I didn't want to feel the hope that I believed that praying to God would bring me because that's what it's done in the past. I believe that God and Jesus Christ, is they are the source of the ultimate source of hope. And I didn't want it <laughs> because like I said, um, hope was so terrifying. Oh, I'm actually getting a little emotional. I haven't talked about this in a long time, but in the past, all in all of my experience with um, infertility, anytime that I feel any little tiny bit of hope, it always ends in disappointment every single time. Wow. Sorry, you guys. Um, and so it, clearly this is something I'm still really working on um, of like not uh, avoiding feeling hope and hopeful because of the fear of disappointment. And um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I need to take a second to compose myself here. <laughs> Whew, okay, sorry about that. I didn't expect those emotions to come up to the surface as I was talking about this. But this, honestly, I, I said this at the beginning of the episode, this has been something that is a very like an emotionally poignant thing for me, because um, I generally consider myself to be a pretty hopeful and optimistic person. And it's been very this one of the things that has been so challenging about this whole infertility experience for me is that like for the first time ever I have been afraid to be optimistic I haven't wanted to be always which might surprise you because of everything that I talk about and the way that I um you know, advocate for and encourage women to have joy uh, through this experience. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't, I like joy and hope are two different things. And these are two concepts that I think are really interesting to think about. But at the same time, like, can you have full joy if you're not also experiencing hope? I don't know, maybe not. So 
that's something that I'm working on. And I feel like last night was kind of a big step towards that for me in um, treating those sort of hopeful daydreams as visualizations and manifestations of the future rather than just making me sad about the fact that my life doesn't look like that now. So those are my thoughts about hope. (laughs) I don't know if any of that was coherent or helpful at all. I hope that it was at least relatable and that at the very least listening to me talk through my thoughts and feelings today helped you feel like you are not alone. Um, This is still, like I said, very much something that I am working through actively. And it's something that I'm, I'm trying to improve in myself to not be so afraid of feeling hope. And because I want that in my life, I want to feel hopeful and optimistic and believe that, that I can get pregnant and that I will get pregnant and that we will have children eventually, hopefully someday soon. Um, I, I'm actually doing my best as in a in an effort to help with this. I try and say this pretty frequently, but I'm really hoping to get pregnant this year. I really, really hope that this is our year. Uh, you know, being fully aware that that uh, might not happen, but I'm going to continue to hope and and work for it. Like I said, there's, there's only so much we have control over on this journey and all, only so much we can do to make those dreams happen. And so one of the things that I am trying to do is have more hope and visualize my children and visualize what that's going to be like to be pregnant because I really do think that our brains are extremely powerful and can really help Uh, bring stuff like that to pass, make it happen. So anyways, like I said, I hope this was helpful or at the very least relatable, make you help you feel like you're not alone. I hope you're having a great week and I will talk to you next time. (laughs) 